0: Give me something.
1: Hello again, punters. Welcome to another episode of Give Me Something. It's a sports bet podcast where we're going to go around the world, try to find you a little bit of value in the sporting traps, and it's a star-studded cast as usual. Uh, We'll go around the grounds first maybe to Hamie Goodman. Thanks for... Where are you, mate? Yosemite? You look like you just climbed El Capitan there.
0: Yeah, no, I've taken up rock climbing in isolation. Um, <laughs> if I wasn't enough of a loser before this pandemic, I, I've certainly cemented that now. So, um, you know, taking time out and uh, looking forward to, to the guests we've got today.
1: Might be the only person in the world who's not putting weight on during this session. <laughs> Couldn't get wet in a running shower. Yeah. Uh, all right, thanks for joining us, mate. Good to see you again.
2: Yeah, I just kicked my son out. He was Zooming here earlier and now I'm uh, in the educational spot for the afternoon.
1: And oh, it's, it's great to hear. You won't uh, get much learning from us lot, no doubt. And it's a, <laughs> a very big hello to a, a, quite a rattled Nathan Brown, who um, has now apparently lost his headphones in, in the Uber. Um, he's running off his iPad, no laptop. What's going on, Brownie? Well, I had my
3: AirPods in, in the Uber on the way in here and that's the last time I've seen them. So the driver, he's found a nice pair of earpods. He probably had to clean off the earwax from them, but uh, he scored himself something nice.
1: Brilliantly done. Yeah, that's unlucky for you, Brownie. Hopefully, uh, all of the viewers can hear you and listen to you still pretty clearly. But, uh, fellas, as good as you are, we've been told by the head honchos at SB that uh, we need to get a few more guests in. That's how we get some views. That's yeah. how we get some listens. Uh, our chat's not good enough, so... We've uh, had a look around the country and thought we found a, a fan favourite, someone that has uh, competed on centre courts around the globe and now he's going to have a crack at holding court give us something. It's John Millman, Australian tennis player. John Millman, welcome mate. Yeah,
4: g'day guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I have been in some intimidating venues before, but, <laughs> but none like this apparently.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Joe, where, where would this rank Is a career highlight for you jumping on this podcast?
4: Oh, it's right up there, probably wedged in between uh, playing Davis Cup for the country and, and and probably
1: Olympics. Yeah, right in between there, sandwiched in between. Nice. Perfect, yeah. We like a good lie off the top. That's very good. You'll fit in really well here with the BS we've got going on. Uh, obviously, pretty weird times in the tennis world, Johnny. You'd, you're probably scheduled to be somewhere around Europe right about now, maybe uh, grinding away on the dust and the clay courts.
4: Yeah, look, it's, it's a, probably my favourite time of the year normally that run between French Open and Wimbledon. I think we'd be nearing Roland Garros, the the courts in Paris there, where Rafa's kind of made a name for himself. But uh, not to be this year, um, I'm finding myself back home in Brisbane. So, uh, still the best city going around. I'm a big Brisbaneite, I'm a big fan of being a Queenslander. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it would have been nice to have been playing uh, on the biggest stages
1: uh, once again. Well, they say that uh, tennis is probably is, is a very lonely sport. I think uh, even you might have said that once in a time. So it does suit isolation, but it doesn't look like uh, any kind of action on court is going to be happening anytime soon.
4: No, no, not at all. I mean, the the thing is about tennis is it's an individual sport, so you can go to your local club and and probably play uh, in the community, you know, quite comfortably and 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 probably following the protocols too. But unfortunately, with tennis, it's it's such an international game. I think. Uh, I think it flies under the radar just how many countries compete uh, on the worldwide stage there. And um, it tasks a lot of international travel with players and, and teams coming together and, and uh, in front of audiences too, live crowds. So it's probably um, not the best mix for, a, um, uh, for the times right now. So I'll just sit on the sidelines for the
1: time being and, and um, you know, wait my turn. Very nicely done, mate. We've got, now we've got the official stuff out the door. We can start to actually talk about uh, maybe some uh, interesting topics. I know Brownie is a very avid tennis player and um, he's got kind of two big stories that he gives a run quite a while, quite a, a lot. One is when he kicked <laughs> five goals on Jimmy Clement in the last quarter, uh, Richmond against Collingwood. But he also tells a yarn that he's very, very proud of, John. Uh, it was a bit of a, a, an upstart tennis star when he was younger. Okay. And um, knocked off our own Peter Luchak, I believe. Brownie, you want to tell us the end of that story, if it is true?
3: Yeah, I can tell the story, Rambo. That's, uh, that's fine by, by me. Yeah, What's down. left of it? <laughs> well, you want to tell a Jimmy Clement story as well? Okay, 6'3", <laughs> no, no, under 14s, down in Warrnambool. on the grass courts and I used to go around and travel and play Tennessee's young man, Johnny. And uh, I beat Peter Luchak this day. Six three, six four. And then later in the day, which I haven't told these boys, he used to play doubles with this young kid called Johnny Shruck. And uh, we beat them in the doubles as well, uh, with a guy called Ben Razika, but six three, six four, and Peter Lukzak, I swear that day, I was hitting lines like you wouldn't believe, like big puffs of chalk are coming up, like Johnny Depp out a blow, and he was calling them out. He was going, nah, it's my call. These are out today, but six three, six, four, I was very happy with it.
4: Yeah, well, I actually um, caught wind of this. I've, I've heard it around the traps too, mate. It's, it's filtered all its way up here in Brisbane. Um, and I actually had to get on to Luch because, you know, I couldn't quite believe it. Uh, Peter Looch, the way he went about his business when he was on the tennis court, a hero of mine. Um, and I asked him about it. You know, what, 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 what happened here? You know, uh, a guy I knew from AFL is actually beating you in tennis. And, and he said... <laughs> Look, mate, it, he can't recall it happening. Um, <laughs> but he did say that it's, it, in all likelihood it did happen because you shouldn't, you know, dine out on it because he was a little fat kid. That's a quote from him. And he lost more matches than he won.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not like you, Brownie, to uh, pick on the little fat kids, mate. But um, well, look, he has confirmed. So there you go, listeners. Well played, Brownie.
3: <laughs> hey, one of the great days And there's two stories, as you know, I dine out on That one and the other one And I just don't know where to go after that I'm a bit of a one-trick pony, to be honest
1: Oh, that's right, we might pick it up And Johnny, you're obviously a sport nut You can't be out there on the, on the centre stage um, At Wimbledon or at the French Open But how have you been getting your sporting fix? I know you're a massive Liverpool fan And um, they've almost had a title taken away from them I'm sure you're a bit passionate about that one
4: Oh, definitely. And and the, the thing is, there's a few uh, Liverpool fans amongst the tennis uh, community. So we have a group chat going and, and we couldn't believe it when we've heard the the chants of the United supporters and, and all of that, you know, riffraff, <laughs> trying to say that the title's not ours. Now, look, it's it's not over yet. I'm very glad that from what I'm hearing is that they're back in training and that, you know, we're going to resume and, and um, yeah, hopefully win that win that Premier League title, one that we haven't won for 30-odd for years. It should be um, pretty good. I, I'm sure you had a, um, you had ha- held your breath there for a bit there when we looked like we were going to uh, topple off the uh, Arsenal Invincibles.
1: No, that was never in doubt. No, that was, <laughs> that was one of the great days, as Brownie said. They didn't, they couldn't do what the Invincibles did. So, um, look, just quietly, I know it's a bit of schadenfreude, but um, I would take a lot of enjoyment out of Liverpool not being out of, awarded that title this year, um, <laughs> considering it's been such a long wait. Um, for all those Desperado Red Spins. There's a plenty going around in our office, as you know, Ed. Um, yes, yes. get on our nerves. Uh, so I would like nothing more than that the title to be suspended, if that was the word for it. But Absolutely um, no, I right. definitely deserve it. So that's another topic. But uh, I know you're big into NFL as well. Ed was going to mention something, I think, on... Um, Indeed. Where are you going with the,
2: yeah. I remember watching you uh, beat Federer, I think it was 2018, and uh, the post-match interview... Um, said something about you got to get up early for your fantasy draft and you weren't sure if you had second pick and you were either going to pick Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell. Bell, I don't even think played that season, did he? Who'd you pick? Yeah, look, um, blame my lack
4: of sleep that (laughs) night because uh, Gurley was off the board and I went for Le'Veon Bell and he proceeded to, to have pretty much a, yeah, a a holdout season. So (laughs) actually a true story. I'd been, um, kind of scheduled that NFL draft probably uh, two weeks prior but I kept on winning matches at the US Open I have to keep telling the boys um look guys we have to keep postponing but this was the last opportunity because we we're starting to get to, to to when the actual NFL games were going to be played that weekend so that was my last chance so I actually finished that match against um Roger I did all the cool down I probably got back to the hotel at at three o'clock in the morning, and and um, I was awake because of the time difference. I think I was awake at at six fifteen to do my NFL draft. Where um, look, things didn't go to plan there, and, and things didn't go to plan in my next match against Novak, possibly because of lack of sleep. But uh, it's something that gets me going. I love um, American football, and I think that they do an unbelievable job um, with their fantasy football. The information that you have yeah um, I Very think it's good fun. Just, yeah it's so much fun and I think just it's it's got a whole lot of it's attracted so much uh more of a broader audience i know that it's starting to to take hold here in in australia and and um yeah our boys love it we we want to win obviously for, for we, we you know we have a little bit of um a bit of banter for the winner but there's always some challenge to do if you if you lost and um yeah. we've got a couple of good ones actually uh in store
3: Thank hey johnny you, uh, you played in arguably the greatest era of tennis with three guys that have yeah. absolutely dominated. You've got Rafa, you've got Novak and also Roger. In your mind, who, or in your form against them, who is the best of those three?
4: Well, as you know, like, and it'd be like footy, mate, like, it's all matchup related. So me personally, I struggle um, playing against Rafa the, the most. You know, his, his weight of shot, um, being a lefty also probably you know, makes it a little more tricky for myself. But also his weight of shot, that ball that he hits is so unique. It's, he hits with that t- heavy topspin. It feels like you're in a boxing match. You're constantly being pushed back behind the baseline. Um, so it's all matchup related there. And, and someone like Rafa, I, I really struggle with. Um, I find that I lose a lot of court position and I give him a lot of real estate to hit into. Um, what do I think it, it when all said and done? I think that Novak Djokovic is going to be the one that has the records. I think that he'll end up with the most amount of Grand Slam titles, and I think he'll end up with the most amount of weeks at, at, at Well number one. So um, it's horses for courses. I like to appreciate all three of them for just being super talented and, and, and freaks of the game. Um, but you do uh, ruffle up a few feathers. Um, when you start giving your opinion, because there's a lot of really passionate supporters. <laughs> the tennis, you know, they're, they're individually passionate supporters. So you'll have Twitter accounts and they'll just be Roger Federer fans or Novak Jocker fans. And you can say one thing, oh, geez, Roger played well. And you'll have the, the Novak fans telling you that you don't know anything. And uh, <laughs> you're an
0: idiot. <laughs> Hey, uh, Johnny, in 2020, Australia has been swept with two highly contagious diseases. Okay, the first one we know about, coronavirus has brought the economy, uh, everything to a standstill. The second one uh, is Milmania.
3: Um,
0: And this went around in January. I actually came down with quite a bad case. had to work at home for a couple of days. Really enjoyed it. I just wonder, when you go back to the lab to cook up the next kind of iteration of Milmania, when it comes back next year, is there anything you've learned from coronavirus and the way that it's kind of spread and, and capture the whole world is there anything that you're going to kind of incorporate in the next little uh edition um that might say it's push us a little bit further than uh australia wide
4: yeah look i think um i think upsets cause that, so i think a bit more yeah. magic dust would be good um <laughs> because uh, obviously there wasn't quite enough at the australian open where i pulled up just a little bit short so um look a, a little bit of magic dust i'd like to have Maybe um, people give me a bit of hard time about the way I eat bananas on court. Um, there's a few videos out there um, with me nibbling away at a banana. So look, <laughs> banana, Ben. You know, we're up here in Queensland. We we love to munch down some of them. So there are a few little ideas that I've that I've thrown around in my head to to try to make it spread a little bit more <laughs> It Help me to and probably reach a bigger audience, and I'd probably maybe uh market myself a little bit better, make a bit more money look I'm open to suggestions if you have any ideas I'd love to know well
0: probably probably um focus shifts to the to the Wuhan ATP uh title next year as well that'll probably go a good way to kicking you off there
4: gonna be tricky because they only have a WTA event there so that's the the women's tennis there so unless um I have some procedures
1: or whatever I don't think I'll be playing there Well, one thing we can advise probably is uh, don't start a TikTok account. I don't think we need any more of that on the air. Um, You know, I don't know how creative you think you are, John, but maybe stick to podcasts. You're doing doing elite at that. Um, Obviously, not a lot of tennis going along, but a little birdie told me that um, you kind of roped in an Australian cricketer to help you with a bit of uh, work at the net.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, Look, I I, I think right now the fourth best batsman in the world is he's as his international ranking suggests, and that's uh, Manus Labashane. Uh, I know I've uh, pronounced his last name wrong because I have Lloyd Harris. He's a South African tennis player, you know, throwing that South African spin on it. But I'm going to go um, Manus Labushain. Uh He loves his tennis. And um, one of his goals is to actually uh, get the edge over Steve Smith, who also likes his tennis. Uh-huh. They have a few competitive battles on the court. So... Um, Look, I think that's the positive about this this coronavirus is that I've probably been able to stay at home and, and kind of meet a few more different people and like-minded people. And, and Marnus is one of them. He's unbelievably passionate about sport in general, but also, um, you know, about his cricket trade. And and I love talking sport. I love
0: talking cricket. I love talking anything. Um, I'm not... Oh, sorry, John. I was going to say, I'm not sure if you've sorry. seen the, the test there with uh, yeah. uh, Marnus, obviously, features heavily. And before he gets a gig he gets um coaxed into steve smith says if you clean up my kit bag every day yeah. i'll give you a bat that yeah. he's, he's chuffed with that he goes that is the best deal going yeah um i just wanted you know of summer. yeah the deal of the summer i wanted um have you kind of cashed in on that maybe you got him to do a few jobs around the house in exchange for a tennis racket <laughs> or you know i um i went a bit early on that
4: because i just gave him a tennis racket straight off the bat oh, oh no you are going to make him and work and then i well, but then i watched the test so then i'm thinking oh gee was no but look Manus is an he's, he's actually a, a a top guy went, He went to school down the road from the school I went to at state high, and um look, if you want someone representing your country, I know that I, I like to um to pretend that these types of people, what type of people would fit into the Davis Cup team? You know that's nice. uh, I play an individual sport, but Davis cup tennis is is our team version, and and I absolutely love it. I, I love getting in that environment with Leighton and and Rochi. And um, and Manus is the type of person that embodies the characters that those guys would love working with too. He's just, he's passionate. He, he wants to, to get better the whole time and he, and he lives and breathes it. I was talking to him um, not long ago and, and he was talking to me about um, training and he was saying that, you know, I, I bowl, I, I do a little, he, he bowls his little tweakers, but obviously he's, he's, he's a great batsman and um, he's doing his fielding practice. And they've got him playing at, um, oh, maybe Silly Middle or, you know, he, he, he's up. Closing in catcher there, yeah. Yeah, he, he's up in, uh, amongst it. And, and, um, and he says, look, guys, I don't mind playing there whatsoever, but let me train more during the day. You know, <laughs> look, it's like I'm doing all this training, but you're not letting me allow, you're not allowing me to train um, enough, you know, in and around the bat." So, yeah just just increase the hours of training (laughs) it wasn't you know making excuses going oh that's too much it was you know just get me in there so look I I love what he's about and um I've really enjoyed actually some of our tennis
1: sessions and and um and having a bit of a chat to him uh it's a brilliant insight I'm I'm sure um those battles between Milman and Labashane and then Smith versus Labashane which I'm sure a lot of people would like to see the mm. results of those, if they pay per view
2: that one, baby,
1: absolutely set up the zoom <laughs> or whatever it might be. Um, might quite be Brown versus Valance, but uh, I'm sure they'll get a few more viewers in there. Uh, I like Smith,
0: Smith Millman, making a bit of a try series, yeah, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> that'd if be we're, all right. If we're struggling for a 2020 World Cup and uh, no tennis, let's combine the two and have our own little domestic uh competition, which I know you're a big fan of, Johnny. Uh, obviously, this is is a punting show as well. And uh, we were just talking off air very candidly, mate, about you've still got some interest in, in the race horses and you might've just made a little investment up there in Queensland.
4: Yeah, look, I have got one going around. I, I love my, um, yeah, look, I, I've always liked having a bit of a pun on the horses and um, we've got one up there. I was inspired actually by a guy called Sam Groff, who um, you know, world's fastest server. We see him on the television screens. Um, bit too much for my liking. (laughs) I want to flashback. I want to take you back to 2016. Um, We're at the Rio Olympics and in our dorm, you know, we're with the tennis players, but down the bottom um, is your Australian hub. So everyone, there's no TVs in the dorm, obviously. They want to encourage the team getting together, having a bit of a chat. So we're all sitting around on the couches, the beanbags. We're watching all the Australians, elite athletes going at um, their trade that night, and and um, you know we're surrounded by some of the best. So Grothy's in there, and and um, Grothy wanted to. He's always you know he's always up and about, and he wanted to inform every single person in the Australian <laughs> hub that his horse, sorry mate, that's the <laughs> name of the horse, um, was going around in its first trial at St Arnold. So, as Grothy does, he gets every single person. who will listen to him to come and watch it his- go <laughs> around. Well, um, sorry mate, came last by about thirty lengths <laughs> over a nine hundred meter trial. At <laughs> now, um, Robbie, uh was a little bit embarrassed, and um, we didn't hear much from, from sorry mate after that. And then uh, I was speaking to the Davis Cup doctor in, in Graz, in Austria, a few years later, and I said, "Hey mate," because I knew that uh, Brooksy, the doctor, was was uh, you know he's very passionate about his horse. I said, "What happened to?" sorry mate and he goes oh you wouldn't believe after that trial about you know six months later after it had been spelled for a bit i call up patty Payne, the trainer and i say mate what's going on with sorry mate where are we at and patty patty Payne told him mate you wouldn't believe it but sorry mate's gotten slower <laughs>
2: so,
4: <laughs> wasn't a success story sorry mate's actually now out on um a farm at Grothy's mum's place. So he's actually, he's found his calling there. He's he's, um, he's relaxed there. He's been looked after well. But uh, it was a funny story to see Grothy gather around all these elite athletes and and watch
1: uh, not such an elite horse go around. <laughs> and is that and is your one uh, one to watch, Johnny? Do we need to black book it, mate? Oh, look, you don't need to black book it. He gives
4: it a go. That's what I'm about. And um, we actually picked him up. um, on the cheap, he'd already had a couple of runs, but he's up here in Queensland now, a guy called Youngblood. Um, he got nosed out yesterday. It was at the sunny coast on a heavy 10 track. Um, they gapped the rest of the field by eight lengths and the big fella just couldn't get over the line. So he's still looking for his maiden, but uh, it's a lot of fun and, and, um,
1: and, and uh, Tony Golan up here does a good job with them. Oh, that's why they call it the great game. It's uh, fantastic to see one of uh, Australia's best get involved. Also, just a nice shout-out there to Georgie Parker. We've got yet another Olympian on the show, so uh, she doesn't have to brag about that too much. Johnny, um, <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, mate. Sorry, Hammy.
0: Well, uh, to Johnny for getting 30 minutes into a... Georgie's listening. To, Johnny's managed to go the right the way through this uh, podcast without mentioning... <laughs> ...his Olympic ring tap...
1: Yeah. You do have a tat, don't you?
4: Yeah, I got one though, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. I got it. You, know. <laughs> um, you got to do it. Yeah, you made the country proud, mate. So it's going to be another go. tattoo, actually, on the other side. We're getting the Davis Cup number. So I'm doing every cliche, but um, you know what?
3: <laughs> Stuff it. I it It was an AFL umpire <laughs> called Scotty McLaren who umpired in the two thousands. Who umpired? two grand finals and he got the premiership tattoos on his ass of his two grand finals that he umpired
4: well there you, there you go mate um you know i'll have to have a chat to carlos ramos to see if um if he got a tattoo after the uh my
1: us open
4: uh, round wins not uh not the not the championship we have done that but
1: i think mark Cluttenberg was also a premier league referee who did a similar thing Danny as so well it's uh yeah, I don't know why people don't like uh, referees and umpires. Yeah, it's not about
3: you, ref, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Carlos Ramos, by the way, is one of the greats, though. We get around him. He's a great man from Portugal. Uh, Johnny, once again, mate, thanks for taking the time. We know you're still heavily in training despite no, uh, no tennis on and, and those rounds of golf with your dad, Ron. So, all the best, mate. Thanks for joining us and um, good luck to young blood. Hopefully, uh, we can all get on soon up at the sunny coast of Brisbane. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Johnny. Cheers, mate. Johnny Millman, ladies and gents, he's a cracking bloke, isn't he, fellas? He's
2: great.
0: He's yeah, he's good.
1: The stuff. And, yeah, um,
0: it's a yes-go. Good talker,
3: too. I mean, uh, obviously, we've got Sam Groth on our TV screens at the moment, but if Johnny ever wanted to step into the commentary box, he, he just oozes a little bit of class.
2: He's great. Yeah, really so, good. Yeah, I agree. He's
1: had a gig uh, with Channel 7 before during the Australian Open um, ah. and a little bit of radio work there. So I think it's definitely probably one of his goals going forward. But as you mentioned... Um, you're a pretty good judge, Brownie. And, um, yeah, he's good. The gab in that. Obviously, probably want to get to some tips here, fellas, as well. Uh, leave the punters with something for the weekend. Hopefully some winners. Uh, do you want to lead us off there, Hammy?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to lead us off, uh, Rambo, because I'm, I'm, um, I've got ants in my pants. We're a week away from the return of the NRL, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, and I think there are some pretty good uh, options um, available to punters, particularly in the first game. We've got the Eels up against your boys, the Broncos, Rambo. Massive game. Now, um, it actually is a good game because they're, they're pretty good teams. But last time these teams met, the Broncos got done 58-0 uh, in their biggest game of the season um, and kicked out of the finals. Uh, the Eels, 13 plus at $4.50. I'll I tell you what. I mean, I know there's been a big, uh, you know, off season to get things right, but it'll <laughs> take some turnaround for that. So I, I know you won't like that, Rambo, but as far as things go, I had a quick look at the uh, the value on offer. I think that's probably not a bad bet, round one.
1: Yep, that's not bad. If you want to, if you wish to donate your money in that manner, that's <laughs> up to you, Ryan and Punches Ed. Hopefully, you've got something a little bit more uh, palatable than that.
2: Well, I did want to mention um, coming up on Monday morning is this uh, big golf tournament, the uh, match uh, match for charity, champions for charity, which mm-hmm. is Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning the former oh, great quarterback, matched up against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Oh, wow. So that's going to be on our screens. We've got plenty of markets up uh, on site, sportsbet.com.au or the Sportsbet app. At the moment, in the match betting, Tiger and Payton are $1. forty. Mickelson and Brady two seventy five. dollars um, But a lot of different uh, markets you can hit first to go one up, those sorts of things. Um, It's going to be a, uh, I think it's a best ball for the first nine and then alternating shot in the second nine. Uh So fascinating to watch. A lot of ways you can look at it. Tiger hasn't played for a while. He's had to pull out of a tournament. He's been injured. Mickelson beat Tiger the last time they had that sort of matchup. Manning versus Brady is a fascinating angle. I don't necessarily have a tip per se, but there's plenty of markets on that. And I would say go to that have some fun. Monday morning, our time, the way most golf tournaments end, uh, should be highly entertaining.
1: Very nice. That's uh, plenty of goats on display there. Would have been would have been really nice if they got uh, MJ down there as well, considering he's
2: <laughs> quite topical
1: and um, doesn't quite swinging the wrenches as well. Brownie, what have you got for us uh, leading into the weekend, mate?
3: Well, I've been uh, privy before Three White No Cover actually goes to where I've been watching that here at Sportsbet HQ, and obviously Julian Balance, who is the best in the business. He likes debt and deficit in race three at Flemington. At the moment, it's $4.20 and $1.80 to play, so almost, uh, well, it is an each-way bet, so uh, he thinks that is a very good each-way play. And just looking through a bit of the betting uh, in, uh, from all the punting that's coming through, race seven, number 15, Duke of Plimpton. It's been really well backed. And when I say really well backed, there's been some very good punters getting around. It's $4 and $1.75 the place at the moment. It's got Billy Egan on board who is airborne at the moment. His percentages, uh, conversion rate, unbelievable at the moment. So race three debt and deficit, I'm going to have an each-way go out. And also race seven, number 15, Duke of Plimpton, both each-way.
1: Very nicely done, Brownie. Bit of, bit of help there for the punters getting around the racing on the weekend. I'm going to head to Germany uh, the Bundesliga, of course, we've talked about it this week already, Ed, uh, back in action. No crowds, of course. Um, I, think, I believe it was one home team out of the nine last week uh, saluted. Yep. So, one home win, yep. Yeah, so that road trip isn't as intimidating anymore. We're going to go with Bayer Leverkusen uh, to win at 250 uh, against Borussia Mönchengladbach got it there eventually um but <laughs> would you it? <laughs> Is that right Ed? Get Munch right.
2: and Gladbach that's right yeah and that's the that's the place where they've got the fake fans for 20 bucks I think it was 20 euros you can have your face put on one of those sort of cardboard um dummies uh so people were done they've, apparently they've sold more than 12,000 of them so that will be fascinating to watch it's 20 bucks a pop that's not bad that's nah, not a bad idea, although I, I do know some English fans hijacked it yep. by signing up a notorious criminal, so his f- <laughs> face would be on one of them. So I'm yeah, not sure gonna what it's say, going to look like. might be but, a
1: few uh, yeah. Joe exotics and, and the like.
2: Exactly.
1: Keep your eye out for Hammer by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Random South guy, even. Uh, yes. So buy a it for me, $2.50. They're away, obviously, but we just talked about not much home advantage these days, these two looking to make it into the Champions League. So, there's plenty at stake there. Um, there's some great value on there from all four of you. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks again to John Millman. Uh, obviously, get on the Sportsbet app. You can check out all those markets. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on everywhere pretty much now, new apart from TikTok. Um, that one's pending. But uh, thanks again, fellas, and uh, Gamble
3: Responsibly.